Hi, I'm Hannah. Hi, I'm Eileen. And I'm Barbie, Hannah's mom. And, and we, we saved, saved you a spot. spot. Great. All right, kick us off. Well, I'm kicking you off, and welcome to Eileen Erickson. We're very thrilled to have her here. Um, Eileen is a new friend of Hannah's. They met on the stream of the Marquet Show, and we thought we'd like to get to know her a little better. She's a wife, a mother. Are you a retired nurse, Eileen? I never used the word retired. I, I'm unemployed, and I'm staying that way. <laughs> <laughs> and an author. A children's, and an author. And a children's author. And a painter. <laughs> oh, well, that's pretty artwork. awesome. Yeah. Very fun. And um, Eileen's from originally from Pennsylvania, is that right? Philadelphia. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. okay. And you went to an all-girls Catholic high school. I sure did, and uh, it was the first, my husband will laugh at this, the first all-girls all Catholic high school in in the nation, and our bishop sold us. So we're still a little hurt by that. Wait, what do you mean your bishop sold you? He sold the building and closed the school, and we have all been upset about it. Um, I can understand some of the reasons why, because it was only 38 girls that were going to graduate, but we all are wondering why he didn't put us and Roman Catholic, which is another older Catholic high school for boys, together like he's done with other schools um we think it's because of the real estate and we really don't want to wonder why they wanted to sell us but we all are still kind of hurt and brokenhearted because so many people have had family that graduated from hallahan i had two aunts that graduated from hallahan and it interrupted the girls that could have graduated from Hallahan. I, so. I, I was reading and studying about your high school a little bit, and um, did it open? I saw some conf- conflicting information. Mm-hmm. Was it 1901 or 1911? That I it, think it was 1901 because we celebrated 100 years. It was called another name. It was called Cathedral High School. Okay. And that could be the, the reason. I know they celebrated our high school in um, the National Geographic and they had pictures of our girls. Um, at that time, they were allowed to jump in our fountain at uh, Logan Square, where okay. I painted a lot of pictures there mm-hmm. in art class. And uh, when I graduated, we were not allowed to do that. So they've loosened up a bit some of the rules. Well, if, if I don't get myself in trouble, you graduated a little before me, and you graduated in the days, you graduated during the happy days. Exactly. And, and 1961. I'm very proud. <laughs> they, yes. And, and, and they, students followed the rules a little more maybe back then or at least it they would did. seem. They, they were stricter. Now, we had all nuns. Mm-hmm. And I think we may have had one um, substitute that was not a sister um, at one time. But the nuns have faded away, obviously. Uh, they're not dedicating themselves to the religion. Mm-hmm. Um and we need more people. We need more. At one time, I thought of being one. Of being um, a nun? None. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Okay. So, <laughs> is it, okay, so I, I've seen a lot of movies, obviously, because uh, I never went to Catholic school or anything. But I've seen a lot of movies that, like, nuns in, in Catholic school can be really, really strict. Mm-hmm. Was it like that? Did they hit your fingers with rulers Not or anything? Not me, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> my brother always challenged them. So when we went to school after him uh, in elementary school— uh, they looked at us suspiciously, <laughs> but my sisters, after my brother, we were all pretty good kids. I've never been hit. Uh, we've had stairs that could probably uh, break 
glass. But the, the nuns uh, would no, stare at you. And they... actually, I got I was very close to two of the Holy Child nuns. That is where the order was. I was thinking of going into. Um, and then my mother died at 19, so oh. I changed course. I was angry at God, like a lot of people get. And uh, after that, um, I just dated a little bit. Um, and then I met my husband. And this is something very weird. I don't know if you detected this, but I drew his picture before I met him. I drew I, him I about a year and a half before I met him. No, I didn't come across that. And I wasn't that. drawing a husband. I was I was just drawing. I, I was always doodling. I was in Washington. Um, Washington, D.C. or state? Okay. And my mother, uh, I called her my mother, my Aunt Mary yep. was in Washington. She would always take me with her. Mm -hmm. She never had a daughter. And my cousin Ed, and he'll be happy I mentioned him. Um, <laughs> and we just, I was just doodling. And then when we were unpacking things, when my husband and I got married, he saw this picture on a, a flyer that I had from, um, from um, the trip, and it was him. And it was weird. And I kind of do these things. Um, I've had dreams and so forth. It's just very weird. Interesting. Uh, Irish people sometimes are weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but he was really blown away. So then we entered this contest with the paper, the Beaches Leader. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we won. We won the contest. And the little reporter was cute. She said, can you draw me a husband? <laughs> we just laughed. I said, I wasn't doing that on purpose. But it's very strange that God it, revealed that it was to him. you. Yeah. That's really special. That's weird. I, no, it's kind of yeah. neat. I think yeah. it's neat. So I'm, I'm super curious because I really am intrigued with the fact I had cousins that went to an all-girl um, Catholic school mm -hmm. in Olympia, Washington, oh, okay. um, St. Placid's. And... I'm curious about, did the nuns wear habits in your, oh, in yes. your school? Oh, yes. Everyone had habits. Now they don't. And um, do so I guess nuns? some do, but most of them have gotten out of that um, tradition. Two of and, my children uh, were born in a, in a Catholic um, hospital, hospital mm -hmm. and I was really comforted. I'm not, I'm not Catholic, yeah. but I was comforted right. by the, what it represented. The, what the habit, the mm -hmm. commitment, mm -hmm. I felt like it represented a commitment. Is that right? Self-sacrifice, yeah. Okay. Giving up. Like Jesus says, leave it to the rich man. Yeah. And go. That's so sacrificial. I was actually, I don't know if you've seen the movie um, with Mark Wahlberg, Father Stu. No. Oh my goodness. I want to see that. It is a, it is a fantastic. Father's too. Father Stu. Father, oh my gosh. Yes. You saw it? It blew me away. I was like, wow, what, what dedication. And I asked our pastor, and he said, yeah, I saw it five times. Really? <laughs> yeah. it oh, was, my gosh. It was such an incredible, like, so. For, true story. Yeah, true story. Because I was thinking, like, so we're not Catholic. I, I, I'm Baptist. I would mm -hmm. say mom's probably non-denominational. Mm -hmm. But. But Christian. But, but Christian, Christian, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like, our pastors get married and have have children, all that, have a family. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm like, oh my goodness, being, being a, um, a priest or a nun and not being able to get married or something like that. That's mm -hmm. like, that's such a sacrifice that I, I personally, I don't think I, I hope, could. I hope Father Raphael doesn't mind they say this, but we talked to him about that and he was, uh, doing the homily and we said, um, he says, some of you people think that 
why are you always smiling? You're not happy. You have no children and you have no wife. And he said, that's why I'm smiling. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. But he is uh, very um, close to the parish. His goal is to know everybody by name. And he knew me by name right away (laughs) Um, because I had to leave another Catholic church to go to his church. Um, it wasn't doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. I had given a lot of money to a new building. I'm sure anybody listening knows where I'm talking about. And after the new building, something happened. I, there was no, um, I didn't get anything out of it. Um, I tried. I went to the dedication. I've never seen a dedication of a church before. Mm-hmm. The bishop scrubbed the altar couple of times was that part of like a symbol yes. symbolism i never went to i never went to a dedication so he scrubbed the altar got it prepared um walked around throwing uh holy water at everyone mm-hmm. and for some reason he got me to twice mm-hmm. <laughs> so i wondered hmm. <laughs> but um it was beautiful but it, there was nothing there and so the church i go to now and I'll give him a shout at St. John the Baptist. It's uh, we're all facing each other, mm-hmm. and I think that's the difference. I think being facing each other, it reminds us of our unity and our uh, closeness. So he even kind of made a funny little remark the other day. Somebody was visiting our church, and they said that they wrote, they wrote a, a letter to the bishop that we were all too noisy before the ceremony. But he, Before this, really? Oh, yeah, we all, it's, it's weird. I mean, you just don't want to. You try to, like, close your eyes and do, I do try to do a prayer or a rosary or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they tap you and they, they talk. But he said when we shut the fount off where the water is pouring into the baptismal fount, mm-hmm. they know it's to be silent. So he told the bishop that. He says, now, we're sorry that they got offended, but our people are all close to each other. We are a smaller church. Yeah. Our, our our saying was uh, um, a small church with a big heart. I love but that. now it's disciples making disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it just... Is my church also fellowship is so important? So that oh my time gosh, yeah, service, yeah, or, or before um, I don't know what you guys call it, but yeah, mass or yeah, yeah, before mass is so important to have like that fellowship with one another. Oh, it is, it really is. It's just a different. And our Knights of Columbus, I'll give them a shout out. They do something every month to have us have fun, a bingo or trivia or. One was a Wizard of Oz trivia. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, how fun. So my cousin, who's in the Assumption Parish, um, mm-hmm. she'll come all the time because she likes all the activities and that's laughing. That's wonderful. And, you know, that's important, it, I'm, I'm thinking, that yeah. it is. You know? It's about the body, not the building. Right. Yeah. right. And I do have to say the Baptist Church is very friendly. Even when you're not part of them, uh, when I was at the hospital, they were the first ones to come visit me. Yeah, and I said, yeah, well, I have my own denomination, but thank you. And I visited the one downtown. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that music, oh, wonderful. Yeah, they, so I'm actually really happy because our, um, so our, I, 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 I'm sure you heard, but our pastor was the one that was actually in Israel that just got back. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, he just Fernandina. I thought it was. Yeah, oh, that's, that's your church. That's where I go. That's my church. Let, you let drive that far? It's First Baptist <laughs> Fernandina. Well, I live in Yuli. Oh my gosh. So it's only 20 minutes for me. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go to First Baptist Fernandina, and we had 54 church members that were over in Israel. I know. Yes, I yeah. saw that. And so um, I'm excited to actually go to, to Wednesday night service because we get to hear all about it. The, and, right, um, right. I had a question from my husband about all of this. Oh, yeah? Um, the Holy Land, I've always been afraid to go. Oh, really? Because Why? of what happened just now. However, when they start bombing and doing all that, are the all the, the things that are there preserved? Do they ever ruin any of these places where Jesus was? I'm, I mean, I'm sure. Isn't that a good question? It, it is a good question. And who's the one that I love, the young man that you met when you went to TPUSA? Who puts on TPUSA? What's his name? Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk did something. He I was know ta- his name, yeah. And he was talking about the Holy Land on yeah, um, yeah. why we protect Israel. And mm-hmm. and it's the— It's the it's Jesus' beginning. It's such a holy yeah. place for Christians. Right. And— so important, and even for the Jewish well, yeah, people, because they're because they're God's chosen people. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And he was talking about how important it was that we protect that. But they they had the Iron Dome that they started. I think they have ten of them. Okay. okay. And the Iron Dome is similar to the Sea Whiz that military okay. ships have, where they're um, they're. Uh, the- they they yeah. knock the missiles out yeah. and the missiles you know they're destroyed mm-hmm. but where the particles and the stuff from the missiles it, it still falls and it can still do yeah, damage shrapnel or whatever exactly yeah. and from what I read because I was asking my husband's thirty three years in the navy yeah. and I asked him I said so what about this and he said well he said I understand that they're about ninety five percent effective. You know, they're still going to have some that bypass, but they still have to keep those iron domes supplied. I'll have to tell my husband that because both of us were wondering, you know. Yeah, so they have to keep the U.S. We have committed to kind of help them keep their iron domes um, supplied because, Mm -hmm. and I forget what it's called that goes in that, and somebody that's listening might know better. Yeah. But I was really interested in in that because they only started having those in about 2011, Hmm. if I if I read correctly. Well, and that could be the time after with 9-11 thing, too. Oh, yeah. that yeah. makes sense. Did you guys, did either of you see, um, do you know who Trey Yingst is? Mm-mm. No? Okay, I Trey don't. Yingst, he is one of um, Fox's reporters that goes, like, overseas oh, and stuff. Oh, Gowdy? Uh, Gowdy? No, Trey oh. Yingst okay. is his name. Um, and there was a crazy video. He was reporting live, mm. um, and... He said, get down, get down, get down. And you see him. He's being filmed his, in his cameraman. You see a missile and you see another <sighs> missile. And so it was an iron dome getting the missile that was fired at oh them. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it looks like fireworks in the sky, but it's not fireworks. It's two mm-hmm. missiles imploding. Two missiles. It was pretty crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. Well. Anyway, sorry to get a sidetrack there. <laughs> we got a little sidetracked, but it's no. like talking in their living room. <laughs> it, exactly. Well, I was intrigued that you were from... Where where you were from? Now, where did you live exactly? Did in you Philadelphia. Live, yeah, did you live at the school um, or? Oh no, did you it, go it, to it, school? Actually, there were girls who came. A, a singer, you probably don't know her, but she was on a long time ago. Steve Allen show what was her name, and she graduated from Hallahan, but she lived in the girls' home. And we do have a lot of students that were from the girls' home, mm-hmm. and it was so interesting. Um, they're like a family. When we had our reunion, our 50th reunion, we all talked and everything. And then they said, oh, well, we're going to go sit over here with the girls. Yep. Their family. It was kind of 
really cool. Well, and I, I thought, you know what? I wonder when you hear some of these horrible homes where these kids are. I worked with a woman who, uh, with Children's Medical Services, who worked with the um, the foster children mm-hmm. and the medical foster. And I always wonder, maybe it'd be best to be in a home, you know, a girl's home, like Boys Town. Well, you my, know, actually, Hannah's sister works with, um, she started out working with foster, mm-hmm. and then she went to adoption, and then mm-hmm. she went to mental health, mm-hmm. and now she does something mental health for um, yeah. Duval County, but it's it's um where she's over quite a few other people other that daughter? do it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We have four children, oh. and... Um, She's Hannah really, the youngest? Hannah's I the baby. So. She looks like a little spoiled baby. <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't let her fool you. I got the most discipline out of any of them. You know how the, the, the oldest is supposed to get the most discipline? No, no, no. Well, although he was naughtier, so it's possible. <laughs> it's but, a boy, though. That's different. Yeah, it's a boy. And so, But, no, I get so <laughs> much more. Like Everything we did wrong, we had to fix. Oh, yeah, so, like, I whereas see. my brother was allowed to date, I wasn't allowed to date. Oh. At all. I didn't see the sense. I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend until I graduated high school. (laughs) And so you may think that I'm spoiled. No, no, no. No, you're not spoiled, Hannah. No, I won't. No. I I I get more love. I get more. (laughs) Hey, listen. I get more love, but it's because I put more in. Well, it depends on on the sex, too, because my two daughters are the oldest and my son's the baby. And they Mm -hmm. always always make fun of him being spoiled, you know. And... um, He's the one that we robed as the doctor, and they were in the audience doing this, like that, making fun. You oh, know? they're so funny. And they dressed him up for his prom, and they laughed, and I, they were terrible. Oh, that's her older brother is like that because her dad was out to sea so much, and there's uh-huh. 10 years between oh, our okay. oldest and our youngest, mm-hmm. and we have a blended family, but we've been blended since mm-hmm. my—we um, don't. We never say stepdaughters, but for this conversation, right. we've been blended since my stepdaughters were four and six, mm-hmm. and the older brother— is like the father because my husband was gone yeah, so much. Yeah. The man of the house. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and one day I heard the girl, <laughs> the kids came up to me, Hannah is just being so disrespectful. And it's like, wait, you realize she's your sister and y'all are on the same level. <laughs> they were trying to parent me. Uh, so it's very true. Well, that happens. That happens with children, yeah. I think so. My, but when yeah. it started to still happen in my 20s, I was like, we're, we're done. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Did they, so, did they scrutinize your dates? Um, yeah, but there yeah. was there was one time that my brother actually was on the porch when I came home from a date, and I was so happy Aww. that he was there. Y- you were afraid he was going to try to kiss you. Yeah, oh. and so I was happy because then he didn't he didn't try to kiss me because my brother was on the porch. That's and I good. Was, yeah. So happy. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Sounds like a God wink. You've read the book God winks. Yes. I love that book. Yeah. yeah. I, I like when God, God winks. winks. Yeah. Yep. And well, and the thing was, Mario, then he, Mario got married, the, our oldest, and Hannah would have, we were the house that had um, after oh. parties for uh-huh. the for the dances. Yeah, that's good. And, and we were the safe, you know, yeah. the parents be like, oh, you're going to Hannah's, it's fine. <laughs> and Mar- they knew that it was just wholesome fun. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we yeah. would have food and karaoke and yeah. dance. And be there. And be the there. House. But mm-hmm. we would kind of stay out, but Mario was old enough, but he was super responsible. He and his wife could interact and it would be okay, but he could help make sure things were going a good path because they were like, cool. 
you know? <laughs> now I don't know if it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, they're cool. Well, I remember oh. one time after um, a, a senior ball, all the kids came over and we had about 25 kids at our house and they all decided to go to the neighborhood pool, which you know you're not supposed to go at 11 o'clock <laughs> at night. Hours, yeah. And I'm like, Mario, I'm not going to stop them. They're not being naughty. Right. Would you go make sure they behave themselves? Right. And like he and quiet. his wife, yeah, <laughs> and they're just, he's like, shh, we're going to get in trouble. We got to be really quiet. <laughs> and they had a ball. And we jumped in in like our, our uh, it was either homecoming or prom, uh-huh. but we jumped in in our, our dresses and the boys jumped in in their like oh my suits. Gosh. It was so, so funny. much fun. It was good. <laughs> That's all, they always find the right homes to gravitate to. We yeah. were kind of like that ourselves. It's, it's a blessing. I think yeah. it's pretty great. But we're making the story yeah, about us, and we want to hear. First of all, I'm really sorry that your mom passed when you were 19. I can't I can't fathom. I'm blessed my mom's mm-hmm. with me today. Oh, and yes, I'm, you are. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to still have her. Um, and she keeps me in line. She still She still tells me what wow. I need to know. And Well, you know what? It's, it's funny. A priest said to me, when you lose your parents, it's kind of a relief. And I really was angry. I, I thought, don't tell me that. That's horrible. Especially at 19. But in a way, it makes you kind of grow up a little bit. And um, I learned this from hospice. Um, and I worked there. I loved that job. I loved hospice. Um, my daughter-in-law is writing me about something like that with her grandfather right now. So I'm giving her advice. I feel like I should be a consultant. Anyway. <laughs> when, when you're older and wise and you I mean, live life. I'm dancing today, right? I'm, and I'm trying, not dancing. I'm sorry I didn't dance, doctor. Um, I was exercising. <laughs> and my exercise instructor comes up. I mean, when I was, I asked me, I said, you know, I'm going to start charging you. So after my mother died uh, and I was, I was really upset. It was like we were close. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was thinking about entering the convent. And then I had a hard time losing, wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. I thought there, there's no reason to stay. But then my sister wanted me to be her maid of honor and I stayed. And then I just kind of got lost with, and I understand people do that. They get away from their religion. I was angry at a priest and he wouldn't go to the hospital. And I went to mass because my father made me. And and then it came about that that's why I'm probably stronger than most. So when I was in hospice and these people would be crying about great grandfather who's 98 and dying. And I'm thinking, I don't understand that. And then I did because Mm -hmm. we were classes in hospice and they said, the longer you have anybody in your life, the harder it is to give them up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... And I think it's true. I, I, I can't imagine because I think it's stability, knowing that that person you love has always been there. And then what do you mm-hmm. do? And that's why I cling to God. It's like I, I make God my rock because I know that he's the Alpha and the Omega. Mm-hmm. And, and you know these people that have passed are with you. Exactly. You can feel it. Um, I lost a child when he was three three months mm. old to SIDS, and that was really hard, mm. but it helped me. I, I try to always take a good thing from the hard things, mm-hmm. and it helped me be a better mother. Yeah. And so people will talk about the helicopter mom, and it's like, no, I love being a mom, and I'm mm-hmm. invested. I don't like the terms they use for people anymore. I helicopter mom? No. That's what you're supposed to it's do. It's like, I care. I, I was telling <laughs> like, somebody, yeah, going, yeah. like, sorry for caring so much. <laughs> yeah, sorry for caring so much. But it was kind of, I always told my kids, uh-huh. I said, if you 
are going over a cliff. I am going to grab your arm. Oh, absolutely. And I am going to either go over the cliff with you or I am going to pull you back up Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. you're on the right side of the cliff. And you get very strong. You're convictions you get very strong my mother's favorite phrase Uh growing up was i love you enough to have you hate me oh no i'm glad you said that because i was about to tell you this a priest of ours said in ohio your children are going to and sometimes you come out with these things and you go what but he made sense he said your children are going to hate you one day it's either when they're 15 or 23 he said if they hate you at 15 you're doing a good job he said, if they hate you at 23, you failed. So one day my son wanted to go somewhere, do something. I don't know what it was. He's ranting and raving. And I said, no, Christian, you're not going. And he just spanged his feet and went upstairs. And he says, I hate you. And I went, oh, do you? And I, I said, thank you. And he goes, why did you say that? I said, <laughs> I said Father Moran said, that if you hate me at 15, I'm doing a good job. Oh, my God, he went crazy. <laughs> and then at 23, of course, we're the best of friends. He said, I'm going to be a doctor. And I said, Christian, it's hard. Uh, why don't you be a nurse first? <laughs> it's hard, too, but, you know. No, Some, I'm a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. I want to take care of kids. And he, um, and I think part of it was this one little boy came to him, and he's still his friend. He's a Marine now. He came to him, and he said, i got a brother. I've got a big brother. And he was a damaged child from a brain injury mm. or whatever. I hope I didn't make a noise. It's okay. But um, he said, nobody ever needed me before because he was the youngest. Mm-hmm. We did everything for him. He mm-hmm. said, this kid needs me. And that's what started his career as a doctor. And I couldn't talk him out of it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Look how many pe- people he's probably helped to this point. Oh, my gosh. And then all the doctors and nurses that were at Brooks Rehab uh, put them under their wing Um our primary doctor did. He took them to, they call them shadowing now. Mm-hmm. But with HIPAA, I don't know if they can do that anymore. But he shadowed them. He he wasn't discouraged when he had to get up at 6 in the morning and follow the doctor. And uh, he did very well. And so he went to University of Alabama, Birmingham, because that's where the doctor went, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And he was like top of the class. He, was, he just excelled. So if your children aren't doing real great... Mm-hmm worry about it they'll find their niche and then they'll soar and my daughter did too the other one she graduated with honors and well I always told my kids yesterday isn't your tomorrow and your experiences sometimes are what you what you grow from later on but speaking of top of the class I noticed something (laughs) there's a little gap in your resume of what I found online And, and I see you graduated from high school in 61 but then when you got your nursing degree there's a little gap there um, was that 1983? Uh, 83, exactly, because my daughter graduated the same school in um, 2003. So it was like an anniversary for me. And that was Lakeland? Lakeland Community College. In, yeah. in Lakeland, Florida. And actually, I did so well. I was top of my class. All right, let me get it out. Uh, but then, <laughs> well, but then they asked me to teach uh, a renal uh, summer course, and I was working full-time at the time. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to. So I bargained with my employer, and I said, I will be glad to work full time, but on the weekends, I cannot do weekends because I want to teach. So it was pretty hard to do it all that time, you know. But and I your employer, it. was it? Was your employer in the medical field? They were the hospital. Yeah, okay. the, I was a hospital nurse at the time. Uh, 
long. It was. It's in my book. I don't. I should have brought you a copy of that <laughs> uh, because there's four of my patients. It's called the Patients of a Saint, a nurse's story. Well, and I'm the first patient. Well, I'm. I'm. I have a question about that too because oh. I did a little bit of looking oh, about boy. your book. She's a good detective. Well, I wanted. <laughs> I. You know, I love to get to know. Well, let me back up a little bit. Um, we're called We Saved You a Spot because Hannah, and you've probably heard this, was a military child. And whenever she moved around. As oh. in my father was in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> She's awfully young. You always say military child when, when your parents yes. are in. She was used to adapting. M- moving around. And she said the worst thing ever was lunchtime when... When you were starting a new school. When you're starting a new school, and where oh, do I sit? Where do I sit? And there was nothing better than Hannah, that. Hannah, we saved you a spot. Oh, isn't that cute? And everybody's important. I wondered where that came from. Everybody's important. Everybody has a story. Yes. And, and That's so, how I teach my teaching, my writing group. And everybody so, has a story. Yeah, everybody has a story. Yeah. And so your story, um, you know, you, you went to the Catholic school. You lost your mother, you know, all the, the big things. And then there's the things that happened to you in between. And you graduated in 1961 from high school. Mm-hmm. And then you graduated as a nurse in 1983. Mm-hmm. Fill what, in the gap. What brought, what brought you to that? Was it children? No, what brought me to that was, <laughs> don't get scared. Um, <laughs> and I, I was going to bring the book, but I didn't want her you know, being pregnant. Um, I went in for a minor surgery after my third child because I didn't mm-hmm. want any more children. And I was blessed by the priest because I was having a lot of um, issues with, um, oh, what do they call that? Preclampsia. Oh, Preclampsia. Okay, yeah. And I'm the kind of person, I'm practical. And uh, I thought, I don't want to leave this earth with three kids not having a mother, mm-hmm. so simply because I lost my mother. Yeah. So I decided to have a minor surgery, tubal ligation. Yeah. And that's simple. You know, it's simple. When the doctors tell you simple, it's simple for them, but it's not simple for you. Right. And um, I had a re- respiratory arrest. So what happened was um, we, we aren't really sure. Um, and so I thought, you know, I might be maybe go to school for nursing, and I never thought of it. So I thought, well, you know what? There was a course for CNA, mm-hmm. certified CNA, and that's in my book. So I thought, I'll take that. I can get a babysitter for the kids uh, from my neighborhood. Thank God we had a wonderful neighborhood and got a kid after school to watch them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I kind of liked it. So I thought, well, I like this. I like the older people. I had no mother or dad mm-hmm. at that time to love mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like giving it to them you know in the nursing home and uh, that was paid for by them so then I wanted to try the hospital so I got a better job at the hospital and that was more med surge uh, OB I was in I was float going around knowing what I liked and so as an LPN I went as an LPN then I went to LPN school and they paid that they paid mm-hmm. part of the tuition and I was able to work it out with the kids and my husband's you know working and so forth and then they kind of talked to us about we're not going to have LPNs anymore they're all going to be RNs so I thought okay let me try that and that was a lot easier than LPN school LPN school you had to be there every day a full year and you two days off you were gone not RN school. It was a lot different. 
So I was so glad I had that education because I think that's really why I got top of the class because I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. So I do think that people who become nurses might be good to get some experience before you go into the program because there's a lot of nurses that go right from nursing school to be a nurse practitioner. Don't do that. And every time I have to have a nurse practitioner, I ask them how how many years they've actually practiced Mm -hmm. because that's important. I Google all the scary stuff. Don't do that. (laughs) I'm going to tell you my whole thing. My husband was in the Navy as well, and he wasn't there with our first child. Mm-hmm. And I always have to explain, we were married 11 months when she came. And that's the truth. Because <laughs> um, I was so very, very stupid being pregnant. I didn't have a mom. And my older sister was kind of crazy. Um, my little sister couldn't help. So I saw the movie Hawaii. And I heard Julie Andrews screaming. And I thought, oh, okay, that'll be me. I'll be screaming. The next day, it was kind of funny. A high school friend of mine was a nurse there at the Nazareth Hospital. It was Catholic Hospital. And she came down to bring Nancy to me, my baby. And um, she said, Eileen, did I not remember you were going to be a nun? <laughs> and I said, well, I guess I didn't. <laughs> I guess I didn't. It was funny. And then that was funny, too, because my husband was at sea, and uh, it was that Vietnam time. Mm-hmm. So two weeks, you probably had some of this experience. They couldn't reach him other mm-hmm. than Red Cross, so he didn't know he was a father yet. And my mother-in-law, my mother, my mother-in-law, oh, my God, I'm sorry, Nancy, um, she fell when they called her that the baby was born, she fell and hurt her back. So my poor little tiny dad, five mm-hmm. foot two, mm-hmm. 120 pounds soaking wet, is taking her to the emergency room, coming me to get the baby. It was like, oh, oh my goodness. And he was so mad at my husband. But the nuns kept coming into the room, and we had different men coming in. Uh-huh. And they were looking at me like, who was the father? Like, you know? were they? Were, yeah. were you wondering if they were thinking, who is this so crazy? I, I said to my mom, well, bring his picture in, please. And I said, this is the father. He's in the Navy. You know, my brother-in-law came. My brother came. I mean, so it was comical. It's funny <laughs> that you say that because I told Casey, so my fingers are pretty swollen right yes, now. take your ring. And so I had to take my ring off. And I told him, I said, I need you to get me a fake ring that doesn't turn my finger green. <laughs> I said, because I feel like an unwed mother I right know. now. Oh, I know. I, that's how I was feeling. You yes. Know? So I completely, I mean, not, not to that extent. Yeah. I but should I, have brought a cute picture of my mother-in-law and my father coming in to see me and took my picture. So I don't want to take your picture. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's really, that's super cute. But no, the Navy, I I remember that because my husband was due, when Hannah was born, he was due to go out to sea mm-hmm. in three days. And so I took six ounces of castor oil in six ounces of orange juice. To try to induce. Oh, it worked. Really? Oh, it did. Yeah, but but they it, advise against that now. I know they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They did give me like my second child didn't want to come out. Well, and for for us, we have the Red Cross for emergency emergency things. But uh, moving forward, there yeah. came a time that they had the ham radio operators. Oh. They discontinued that. I think in about two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, really? they had relay messages mm. that they'd relay them to the ship. And oh, that's good. I, I used to, what would happen is the ship would send out a ham radio message mm-hmm. to a ham radio operator. They would get it and they would call you and they would just read the message to you. Oh, that's nice. Because see, he got a telegram. That's mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We, yeah, we kept that. I didn't realize it was still telegram. Like well, it was Vietnam and it was on, he was on standby. Right. And it was a lot of that, you know, 
military yeah. stuff. They're um, speaking of inducing, <laughs> they want to induce me because of the gestational diabetes. You I know. gained seventy eight pounds oh with my Hannah. God. <laughs> she did. She went from like one twenty something. To like 198 oh, the wow. day I was born. Well, in those, but sometimes they tell you to eat, you know, but now they're watching people. No, oh, yeah. I've, so I, I just didn't because I walked a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't. Well, think. I think it's different for everyone too because my it diet, is. I barely eat like anything, which my doctors have actually gotten yeah. mad about, but yes. I gain, we also gain weight very easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Our family too. Yeah. And so I've gained about, 30 pounds, which is not great, but it's not That's like... That's not bad. That's and, within the range. And yeah. It, with with comparison to and my I'm mom. I'm tell you, when you have that baby, you're going to lose it quickly. That's what she said. She said that she Fluids. actually started to lose weight. Yes. She yes. said that she started to lose weight like easier after that after she gave birth yes. than before she yes. um, was pregnant. She said, I had a hard time losing weight before I got pregnant. She goes, but after I got pregnant, yes. it yes. was actually easier to lose mm-hmm. weight. Um, then, right, didn't you but say you that? You get it right away. Yeah. I mean, you lose it right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. So it went fast, and... unless it's seventy pounds, and then well, <laughs> yeah, that was just dumb. But back in the day, they said you're eating for two, which we know that not yeah, to be the yeah. case anymore. And see, I never, I had a nausea in the first child. Did you have that? I had it for about. I just stuck four my finger months. down my throat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt sick. I stuck my finger down my throat. All better. <laughs> and I was working at the time. I was at John B. Stetson. I, my first job was being a secretary, and. Um, John B. Stetson in Philly. Yeah. So yeah. Th- this is interesting. Okay. you. I noticed in your resume, shifting gears a little bit, you were a nurse for, for 40 years. <laughs> and as a nurse for 40 years, and you're still a nurse, just an unemployed nurse yeah. now. Um, <laughs> what kind of nursing did you do? Um, everything, really. I started out, like I said, as a CNA in a nursing home because they gave us this free class to be a certified nursing mm-hmm. assistant. And it worked with my schedule with the children at school. Uh, and Christian, who was three, I had a nice Amish girl because mm-hmm. we were Amish country, and she wow. babysat him and um, made donuts, everything. She was great. But um, after that, uh, I went to the hospital, and then when I was in the hospital, it was med surge, so everything, um, plus OB. I went into OB. I liked OB, but it was like feast or famine. We were busy or not. We only had two labor beds. That's oh, how wow. small our town was. My, na- my niece is a labor and delivery nurse. <laughs> yeah. in, and um, we had two Centralia. OR beds um, for C-sections. And um, I liked it. Um, but then I went to school, and I liked every kind of nursing. My favorite, though, after all those years of med surge and rehab, long-term rehab, um, was hospice. I loved hospice. I, have- I wouldn't have left. I have a question. Do is it true that um, a couple of days before most hospice patients pass away, they start to see dead relatives mm-hmm. and, and well, they, they see things. Yeah, I f- so there was grandma got COVID pretty badly, oh. and mom actually went to Washington because she oh gra- you live in Washington, Washington State, yeah. Oh wow! And mom actually went to go mm-hmm. like get her better because grandma wasn't eating, and oh. she was. Grandma, like, she's a fighter, but it was weird. It was almost it almost felt like she had like given up a little bit. You tell so you came. Oh gosh, yeah. I got there and my mom is she might work outside. She still splits wood and rides her John Deere tractor. <laughs> but she wears her makeup every day and showers twice a day. She's that girl. Yeah. I, I came in and she's sitting in the chair and I'm like, Mom, when's the last time you brushed your hair? I don't know. Oh. And I'm like, Did you brush your teeth today? No. 
Well, they don't push that in the hospital. No, no. She, well, she, she was at home, and my sweet brother, he was taking care of her, and he's like, I think you should come. But he was thinking I should come because he yeah, wasn't thinking she was yeah, doing very well. And so I went and I got a bucket and a glass of water, and I said, you can just brush your teeth right here. I said, and I opened the curtains, and I... And he was trying to feed her all the right stuff. And I said, I'm just going to feed her comfort food. And I made some home, homemade bread and some Whatever tapioca pudding yeah. and some homemade apple butter. And then, you know, and she ate a little bit of it. And then day two, heaven forbid you do any work and Jan Dodge is watching <laughs> you do it. Well, honey, sit down, sit down. I'll, I'll do that. Aww. And I'm like, Mom, you're not even brushing your teeth and combing your hair. I don't see that happening. And so by day two, she got on her John Deere tractor in her nightgown on her five acres, and she's outside eating her comfort food. I know she's sitting behind me probably oh shaking her head. Or she is, for sure. But she was in oh, her nightgown sweet. with her, her heavy, like, Carhartt jacket on. And, oh, uh, gosh. And a girl. 80. I can't believe it. It, it makes a difference. She's beautiful. She's pretty beautiful, and she's a beautiful person. But I dance with people a 98-year-old. Do the you? The woman can't—you oh, can't keep up with her. No, and we're going to Alhambra. I'm very—I like uh, Craig Smith. We kind of know each other. And he said, when you bring her, you better tell me I'm going to honor her again. He honored her with a crown at the 95th birthday. Alhambra is, for uh-huh. those of you who don't know, is a local, um, yeah. it's a it's an entertainment venue where they have— Dinner theater. Dinner, it's yeah. dinner theater. It's fantastic. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's so fun. It's yeah. it's really. A I neat hope we place. never lose it. No, no we love it. They've it. been renovated. Their chef is. They really sought their chef. Their oh, chef he's is good. fantastic he's very there. Good. We better talk about the books because yeah. you well, started what writing books, was, and I think I wrote to you when the kids all live far away. So I wrote my Your nurse's kids. book because I had to write it. It was something I had to do with the patients I wrote about, and there was so much more patients I'd like to write about, but time wise. So after the grands came along, Nathaniel especially, we were so excited about him, our first grandson, that uh, we kept coming and visiting and sending toys and sending this. And my daughter, who was a nurse now at Cleveland Clinic, was a journalist. And and she said, Mom, you don't have any room for any more. Please don't send any more. And I didn't listen to her at all. And I kept sending. And that's in the foreword of the book. Mm -hmm. And um, we... So I thought of a cute story when he was born uh, up in Nathaniel's room, and it's all in rhyme, and it's, uh, I, he has trucks and toys and sometimes noise, and it cries, and you'll read it when you, when you get it home. And um, so that was our first one, and it was a success. Uh, and, and so, and like I said, he won a couple of awards, and then Camille came along six months later, first granddaughter, and... Um, Nancy had Nathan actually seven years after a stillborn, mm. early stillborn. Mm. I didn't want to bring that up, but you had brought up your child. We're so. we're pretty I'm realistic. Not, I'm not. And she was scared. She was scared to have another child, but she did it after seven years. I mean, it took her a while. Good. And so Nathaniel was like our, you know, our wonderful child, which he is now anyway. He's doing everything. He's the valedictorian, the, the Eagle Scout. He's he's everything. So then Camille came along. She was so we were so excited to have a granddaughter, and um, so I wrote her story about being in a hurricane because, and this is what Mike Burrish put on his hurricane special. Mike Burrish is our uh, local weather local weather yes. chief weather. chief meteorologist, chief. Mike Burrish. And so he yes. um, 
he was at a craft show with my story about Camille's birthday circus. It was like a circus because it was stage, it was uh, category five, supposed to come to Houston. And so my son said, bring her to the hospital with Mia. He was a resident, couldn't leave. So she didn't want to go, the wife, without the animals. But we're saying Camille didn't want to go without her animals because her first birthday. So they pack them up in the hospital, put them in an apartment, the animals. And so the story is around her birthday circus. And she dreams she was in a circus. And when I do the schools, I I bring little... Uh, tutu and the kids act out the show. Why I did that was when I went to Barnes and Noble to do the book signing. They wanted a show. They said you have a little show to do, and I said, Yeah, I didn't have a show. I made, <laughs> I made it up, you know. So it was very popular, and everyone clapped in the audience. It was just really cute. And this is the joy I get with all the books when they were born. Write something because I feel like they're with me. I can't be with them all the time, but they're with me. And, and so, so let me let me go a little bit of distance with that. You have six grandchildren, correct? Right. And wrote six grandchildren books, right. grandparent books. And I thought it was interesting what you do with the royalties from your books. Oh yeah, we at the end of the year, the kids get their royalty checks, and it's and it's I I save nothing for me. But we also give. We had a boy at Roadheaver Boys Camp. So we adopted him as well. And before that, what we did was take $10. I asked how many kids are up there, and there was like 52 at the time. So I made $10 cards. All our kids signed them, and that was part of the monies to be given to these kids because I thought they don't have a personal birthday card maybe. And so that worked out. It was cute. They all got a $10 in their card. That's very generous. That's really special. Rota, I, I said I love Rota Heber's Boy Ranch. Oh, I do, too. Boys Ranch. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's a great charity. Yeah. The only thing, the commercial, they say, and I might even call them and tell them, I'm not shy, um, <laughs> is that they say boys need structure and uh, spiritual, and but they never say the word love. I know. I've noticed that. You get that. that. I've yeah. noticed that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they do, and they, need they also love. need love. <laughs> yes. It doesn't have to be a parent. No. I mean, it could be a parent substitute or they have house parents. Mm-hmm. Each, I don't know if you've been up there, but they have like different house parents. I haven't been there, but I've Let heard go only and great check things. check it out. Yeah, yeah, very nice people. I'd yeah. love to go there. Yeah. If you yeah, ever you decide go. to go day one day, I'd, day, I'd love to go. Day trip. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be no, cool. That would be good. Um, and there was a question I had. Your very first book was The Patience of a Saint, correct? Mm-hmm. And in the story... I know that your husband is disabled, and I didn't know if... That was the end, the last patient I wrote about. That was your, it was about your husband. Mm-hmm. And they, but they used a different name. And I, we had to do that because um, the gentleman that, I took a class in uh, North Florida about creative writing when, after I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I'm going to learn how to really be a writer. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're done 98%. So he helped me along, but you have to change the names. If anyone's still alive, you have to change the names. Even if it's you or your husband. Yeah, everybody. That's what he told me, so I did. I, I And also just to protect privacy because some of it was um, a little, um, how is the word? I, I can't remember the word, but... Some of them you don't want people to know who they are. Sensitive, yeah. Sensitive, okay. Yeah. And I, the only reason and I wonder, so once they're dead, you don't have to worry about it. But 
Yeah. I did anyway. Well, and I wondered because is this what happened in, in the patience of a saint? This was what happened where you became, did you become your husband's caretaker? Not that time. Okay. Because um, we got him through it about a year and a half, two years it took to get him back to um, being able to function. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, he broke every bone in his body. Um, and so we had a lot of our doctors from Brooks became my friends. Yeah. And uh, one of the doctors was really very cute because he was a sh little guy. And he came to ICU and he was jumping in the air so I could see him. And uh, my, my son's mentor um, was there, came quite a bit. And we had a good relationship. We were worried about him. He was in ICU a couple of times. Um, Your husband was. Uh -huh. Now, how did he break his bones, or do we ask He that? was on a tower trying to show uh, them in a chemical company here in mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. How He was a plant manager, so he wanted to do the work to show the guys um, how to disassemble this tower. And there was no safety that they provided for him. And it could have been a case. It could have been like Morgan and Morgan, but we weren't like that. Yeah. Um, he, he was a compensation case. Um, and um, it was a lot of work to get him back. And I was a rehab nurse. Please tell him we said hello. I will. I will. I'll be uh, at Holy Spirit next Sunday. So if anyone wants to come over and say hi, I'll have the books there. And I'm going to, where am I going now? <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to be at Ponte Vedra Library, too. Let's see, Saturday, November 4th, Ponte Vedra Library, 11 o'clock. Saturday, December 2nd, Our Lady Star of the Sea. Uh, that's and in that's Ponte nice in Neptune show. Beach that's at very nice 10 a.m. And you do workshops for writers, $25 a yeah, class. Yeah, we're going to have a meeting, too. Well, no, I'm not doing them anymore. I've had the seven of them, so now we're doing a free group okay. of my writers that came to that. Plus, anyone else that would like to join. I think I asked Mark one time to come, but he didn't come. So <laughs> Mark's, Mark's slammed all the time. Oh, he's he, crazy. Um, if anyone wants to contact you, it's Eileen Erickson, 1943. Can I give that out? Sure you can. At gmail.com. Yeah, I put that on Facebook. Okay. And I have that website. Well, what do you think, Ken? I think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you all. We hope you have um, a great week. Thank you for tuning in. And, you know, we pray for y'all when we get off, um, get off air. So God bless and have a great week. And thank you, ladies, for having me. A pleasure. Thank you so much, Eileen, for coming. It was fun to get You're to welcome. know you. Yeah, it really was. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone.